Yo, how's it going? Welcome back to the second episode of the Powerful People Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Gibbs, and this week we're spicing it up a little bit. So I was on a run the other day and I kind of came up with the concept of instead of getting hosts on every week, I'll just do an episode every month maybe where it's just me and I talk about someone that has inspired me. I talk about a book or just something in the world that has inspired me and I can do an episode on that. And if you have any ideas or things to suggest to me to maybe books to read and stuff like that so I can do future episodes, that'd be really good. I'd love that. But this first one, we're going to be focusing on a guy called Dr. Michael Greger. He wrote the book, How Not to Die. And honestly, if there's a book in the world that I recommend you read, it is that book. If there's only one book, even if you're someone that hates reading, read that book. It is powerful and it will change your life for sure. So Dr. Michael Greger, he's a physician, so a medical doctor. He's also a best-selling author. And all of the proceeds that he makes off of these books, and he also has a website called nutritionfacts.org, which is essentially a charity. It's a non-profit organization. And all of the money that he makes off his books and stuff goes into charities. So he's a great guy. He doesn't care about money. He's not trying to sell you a diet. He's literally just presenting you with the science of how you can live longer. And I thought that in this video, it'd be great for me to basically do a bit of a breakdown of his book and the diet that he recommends, because this podcast is all about improving yourself. And as we know, like productivity is very dependent on your health. If you're poorly all the time and sick, how are you meant to work really hard at achieving your dreams and f- like fulfilling everything that you want in your life when you're sick all the time? And also, if you're someone that wants to be really rich, what's the point in just wasting all of your money on medical bills and pills and all of these things? So this is a great thing that you should definitely look into yourself as well so you can find um, Dr. Michael Rego on nutritionfacts.org his YouTube channel there's plenty of videos on there that you can watch and this guy seriously like so he has a team at this nutritionfacts.org and every year they read through every single nutrition scientific article that is published every single year so their, their evidence and everything they suggest you do is just completely backed up with science and they don't there's no biases involved it's literally just the science so it is really great and i definitely recommend you look into it but um so the the diet that dr michael greger actually recommends is a whole foods plant-based diet and if you don't know what that means i i think it's a bit of a a broad statement and i don't really use that because plant-based is you can think of it in a lot of different ways and there's lots of different alternatives, how people have twisted it. So you've got people that say they're 80% plant-based, people that say they're 100%. But what Dr. Michael Greger really recommends is a whole foods vegan diet that is free of salt, oil, and sugar. So there's no processed refined foods in there. It's just all whole plant foods. And um, yeah, so that's what he recommends. And his book is essentially written about the top 15 killers and he goes through every single one and debunks them and shows that there's like the science behind how you can prevent or even reverse some of these diseases with this 100% plant-based whole food diet and I thought it'd be cool if I just go through each and every one of those diseases and break them down just so you can get a bit of um, knowledge from it and I actually um, am at university I'm studying a biomedical degree and this summer I'm doing a research paper, so a paper similar to the ones that are referenced in this book, about how vegan diets actually can reduce the markers of cardiovascular disease. So um, it's going to be really, I'm really excited to do it. I'm working with one of the most prestigious researchers in the world. He's going to be um, kind of mentoring me. 
and he wants to get like a load of research papers out of me which is really cool because I can really shine a light on this part of science that isn't really covered so it'll be um I'm very excited and the guy that I'm working with is actually referenced in this book multiple times so he's very prestigious he's um like the president of the British Hypertension Society so he is really up there but yeah so I'm just going to go through each and every one of these diseases and kind of break them down and show you how the diet is actually involved in preventing and reversing these diseases and I do have a bit of a, um, a kind of anecdotal story to tell you as well but I'll keep that to the end and I just want to stick to the science um, to show you what this diet's really about. So the first top killer of in our society today is heart disease and I'm sure you probably all know someone that's died of heart disease or has heart disease because it actually kills one in three people nowadays so that's absolutely insane that one in three people will do that. So it's one in three deaths are due to heart disease, which is a crazy number. And it actually can be reversed and prevented, this disease can, which is absolutely insane considering that it kills so many people it does, yet we can completely prevent it and it doesn't have to exist. So that's endless amounts of family members, dads, mums, grandparents that have all died but it could have been prevented. So yeah, I find that absolutely mind blowing. But so heart disease, how does a vegan diet prevent it and reverse it? So I when I say vegan diet, it's kind of, I mean a whole foods plant-based diet because a vegan diet could be Coke and crisps, <laughs> which is not a healthy diet and that won't help you reverse disease. But a whole foods plant-based diet um, has been proven multiple times to um, prevent heart disease. So plants in general, if we just go back to basics, um, the cause of heart disease is cholesterol and saturated fat. They form plaques in your arteries, which is a process called atherosclerosis, bit of a mouthful. And yeah, so these plaques form in your arteries and they prevent blood flow. So eventually you just keep eating this cholesterol, keep eating the saturated fat, it just adds and adds and adds to these plaques in your hearts, which eventually completely seal up and then you get no blood flow to your heart which is called a heart attack cardiac arrest and then you're dead which is awful but um plants they contain no cholesterol and very little saturated fat there's very rare plants that actually contain saturated fat that increase your risk of heart attack so they're coconuts um i'm trying to think of other ones that's how hard it is coconuts um yeah, so coconut oil is like the major culprit, so stay away from coconut oil. And honestly, I can't think of the other ones that also clog your arteries. Oh, cacao, so cocoa that we get chocolate from. But if you have cocoa powder, that actually removes the saturated fat from it, so it's still helpful. Um, but yeah, so that's just two examples. You can do your own research into them. But yeah, in general, plant foods, they do not increase your cholesterol, and they're very low in saturated fat. So that means instantaneously you're getting rid of the causative agent of heart disease. So there's no wonder that you can prevent it. And also there's a lot of new, well, fairly new research that's showing that there's actually bacterial endotoxins in meat that um, kind of, they can't be destroyed by cooking because they're just endotoxins. And so you can't get rid of them. So whenever you eat meat, you're taking these endotoxins and because of the saturated fat in meat, um, you absorb all of these endotoxins because saturated fat is really absorbed by the body because it's a great source of calories. But um, the negative impact of that is that you absorb all of these endotoxins. And these endotoxins actually 
um, cause extreme inflammation. You can actually, there's studies where they give people sausage McMuffins from McDonald's and then you can measure it literally hours after they've eaten it, get a massive spike in inflammation in the arteries. And what that actually does is paralyzes the arteries and stops them from being able to dilate and relax. So you've got your arteries which are really highly contracted and that increases your blood pressure and all kinds of these things and it's just damaging your arteries and people eat meat and <laughs> they do it three times a day so your body can recover from it but i like the analogy that dr michael Gregory uses that if you kick a table with your shin and you get a cut you'll keep bleeding and it'll be horrible and be painful and that is the same as when you eat meat and those endotoxins they um, essentially attack your artery linings but then when you when you kick a table you don't do it again do you but when you eat you do it three times a day so imagine if you were to kick your leg three times a day so you kick this table your leg starts to bleed you go ow and then a couple hours later you kick it again and you kick it again and you kick it again and you do that for 365 days every single year for the, the whole of your life it's never going to recover but your body naturally if you just let it do its thing it can heal itself and there's another so cholesterol it actually, the, the mechanism is very complicated. I haven't gone into it really at all, but it actually crystallizes upon oxidation, which is a bit scientific. So when this crystallized cholesterol actually attacks and damages the linings of your arteries, it recruits some um, special cells that actually block those cuts. So this is really basic. You can look into this yourself. And when they do that, they kind of, they just like fill up and they all get blocked and that's how you get the, the plaque. So it's just a massive buildup of all of these things that are actually trying to block this damage, but it actually negatively impacts you and you end up getting these plaques in your arteries. So it is very complex. You can have a look at uh, research by Dr. Esselstyn if you want to see more about that and learn more about it. But that's basically heart disease. So just eating plants, you can reduce your inflammation and you just get rid of all of these things because there's no bacterial endotoxins on carrots or kale or potatoes so you can avoid all of that you can avoid the cholesterol you can avoid the saturated fat so you're literally getting rid of heart disease and there's even research by dr esselstyn showing that you can reverse heart disease now it's a bit of a controversial area because a lot of there there's been there's a lot of research on it but all of these research things because it's not just the whole foods plant-based diet you can reverse it with just that but because these studies always have like a program where it's a plant-based diet along with exercise and other factors like um, meditation and other kind of stress relieving things, um, these studies lose their validity because what is it that's causing the reversing heart disease? Is it the exercise, is it the meditation or is it the diet? And that's where they kind of fall back. But we know just looking at the basic science that meditation isn't really gonna affect you significantly in terms of having a heart attack. And there's plenty of studies out there showing that exercise can't get rid of cholesterol in your arteries. So you kind of have to just cut it out. And a lot of people will say, um, but what about if you have normal cholesterol levels? And the key point to take away from that is having normal cholesterol levels in a society where it's normal to die of heart disease isn't a good thing so <laughs> research that yourself and have a, like go to a doctor get a blood test and see what your cholesterol is 
um, and then have a look at what the value should actually be. I believe it's around 70 nanograms per milliliter that you actually want of cholesterol in your blood. But don't quote that. Have a look at Dr. Michael work and you'll find the numbers no problem. So that's heart disease. Now we'll move on to cancers. So cancers, This I'm just doing this as general. He actually breaks it down further in the book where he looks at breast cancer, um, digestive system cancer, so like stomach cancer, colon cancer, lung cancer, all of these different cancers. But I'm just going to group them all together because they're causes basically the same thing so we've actually there's been plenty of studies where they get people that are on completely vegetarian diet so that's actually a vegan diet and you can see that their cancer risks are dramatically lower than people that are um, lacto over vegetarian so people that consume eggs and dairy and people that eat meat so it actually shows that to get the full benefits of a plant-based diet you have to go 100% in because just going just cutting out the meat isn't good enough. There's still um, plenty of awful chemicals within milk and eggs that I'll talk about now. So they um, actually, to find out why vegans have such like, so they, they did another study where they got um, vegans that walk every day and they take their blood and squirt them onto cancer cells. They get people that exercise for an hour every day. I think this study lasted 14 years as well. So these people did this for 14 years. So 14 years vegan, 14 years, one hour of strenuous exercise every day. So like calisthenics, really, really tough exercise. And then you've just got your standard American eating hamburger sitting on the sofa. And it actually turns out that, of course, the person sitting on the sofa, their blood barely did anything to cancer cells, but it still killed it because that's why we have an immune system. Um, and then you had a look at the person that does a strenuous exercise and yeah, big increase of um, cancer-killing <laughs> cancer capability. But then when you go to the vegan diet, these are people just strolling around, walking. There's is a massively more, their blood is so much more like anti-cancer than people that do strenuous exercise every day. And obviously you can combine the two and get even more. And that's exactly what I do. So I run five kilometers every day eating my whole food plant-based diet so my blood is going to be amazing at killing cancer and so they discovered that and they were kind of thinking okay so what's the actual cause of why vegans have such better anti-cancer blood and just like less hospitable to cancer cells so what they actually found is that there's a growth factor in people that eat meat and dairy and eggs blood called IGF-1 that stands for insulin-like growth factor 1 and it's very highly concentrated in dairy and eggs. And it's, as it says in its name, it's a growth factor. And once you've reached your adult age, drinking growth factors and eating growth factors are not gonna be any use to you. And if you look at the definition of cancer, it's uncontrolled cell growth. So if you're putting a load of growth factors into your body, what's gonna happen? Oh wait, you get a load of cancer cells. And that's exactly what the researchers found. So they actually um, got the vegans' blood that had barely any IGF in, and they thought, okay, what would happen if we put this IGF-1 into it? So they inserted some IGF-1 into this Petri dish with the vegan blood and the cancer cells, and instantaneously, that awesome killing, stopping power of cancer cells that the vegan blood had completely disappears. And then if you remove the IGF-1 again, it returns back. So it is really really clever in how it works and it is absolutely obvious the mechanism behind it 
And so, yeah, and, and like IGF-1, I think it's mainly prominent in eggs, and that's why eggs are something you should definitely stay away from. But also when you're eating meat, your body produces IGF-1 in response to it, so you should definitely stick away from, stay away from any of them, especially if you think you're at genetic risk of cancer. But there's a lot of studies, and um, Dr. McGregor is a very big advocate of epigenetics and how that just because you are genetically prone to getting cancer doesn't necessarily mean that you will get it. If you live a healthy lifestyle, chances are that you can essentially reshuffle your genetics and stop yourself from getting these cancers and stuff like that. Or at least make it so that if you do get the cancers, the cancer cells divide at a much slower rate so you don't actually end up getting the, the manifestations of cancer. But yeah, so that's cancers, that's the pretty basic method of how they're um, caused. But there's also other things, so within meat there's like, um, and dairy as well, there's viruses in poultry that have been linked to cancer. There's a bovine leukemia virus, which is a virus in milk that's also been shown to cause cancer. And also for women, they are really likely to get cancer from drinking dairy, especially breast cancer. And that's because dairy contains estrogen. And the reason it contains estrogen is because when the cows are being milked, most of the time they're pregnant. So when they're pregnant, they're producing a lot of estrogen and female hormones. So bodybuilders drinking milk and men drinking milk, pretty ridiculous. You're literally drinking the estrogen, which is the opposite of what you want to drink. You want to drink like testosterone. But yeah, anyway, it's going off the track. So um, full of estrogen. So what that actually does is it promotes cancer in the breasts in females it causes the breasts to grow which um science actually shows that the bigger your breasts are the more increased risk you have of um, breast cancer so yeah estrogen is another component of milk and dairy products that is going to put you at risk of breast cancer so if you are a woman definitely stay away from dairy so that's heart disease cancer and now we can look at strokes so strokes are one of the biggest killers um in our society and it's essentially heart disease of the brain it's just another cardiovascular disease so the mechanism is pretty much the same but also this research that i'm working with um his research article is in this book referenced and he did a study where he looked at potassium intake and risk of stroke so you can actually cut your risk of stroke by 30 percent simply by eating more potassium and guess what the top sources of potassium are tomato juice orange juice um, greens, beans, and dates. They're the, you're the top five. All plants, all whole foods. Well, except from the juices, but just eat the tomatoes and etc. So yeah. Um, th so that's our big source of potassium. So if you're eating a plant-based diet, you're getting loads of potassium, and that's going to be just decreasing your stroke rate massively. So that's another great thing about plant-based diets, and also the fact that you're not having any cholesterol or saturated fat. So the chance of you getting clogs. And plaques in your brain blood vessels is slim so the chance of getting a stroke also very slim so that's um strokes pretty simple um and then what would be the next probably brain diseases so like alzheimer's dementia all of these ones parkinson's and they're really rising at the minute and this is something that i'm not very familiar with but i know that there is one cause that i am and that is dioxins, pollutants, and like pesticides from the environment. And you might think, okay, so how's eating a plant-based diet gonna make me get less pollutants and pesticides? Because they're sprayed with pesticides. So when we're eating meat, 
we actually, before we eat it, when it's an animal and it's grazing, we feed these animals crops that we grow. So all of the crops that we give to them, we're spraying with pesticides, they're getting the dioxins and all the other pollutants from the air falling on them and from the sides of the roads, the exhaust. So you, you know where all of the pollutants are coming from. And these pollutants and chemicals, they're mostly fat soluble. So that means that they dissolve into fat. So when these animals eat them, they actually accumulate these toxins in their fat. And then what do we come and do? We go and eat their fat. So when you think about it, when we eat a steak, for example, that cow has lived for probably around four or five years. And over that time, it's been eating grains grown by us with all of our chemicals on it. So all of those chemicals throughout its whole life will be concentrated in that steak that you're about to eat. So instead of getting just eating the plant and getting a little bit of those pesticides, you're eating four years worth in one, well, that would be if you ate the whole cow, <laughs> but if you eat that steak, you get what I'm saying. So, um, and these chemicals are very neurotoxic and have been linked to all of the like, neurodegenerative diseases, but there's other mechanisms as well, like just increasing your, I, I don't know how to not get very scientific, but essentially there's chemicals called prions and amyloids in Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and the dementia diseases, and those are increased when you eat a animal product filled diet and processed junk food as well. Sugar's no good for it, none of those things. But there's a lot of research at the minute looking into Alzheimer's and how you can actually potentially reverse it with plant-based diets, but that's very early science and I could maybe cover that in the future when that's more out there. And hopefully if the podcast takes off, get people on that are actually experts about it other than just me talking about it. Um, but yeah, so we've done heart disease, we've done strokes, we've done cancer, we've done neurodegenerative diseases. And I'm trying to think what the rest are now. So I think the rest is probably like lung diseases. So um, chronic obstructive pulmonary diseases. And they there's a strong correlation that plant-based diets can prevent them just because it's like a very um, anti-inflammatory diet it can stop your like airways from constricting and getting clogged up with mucus. It's also a, um, I know there's a lot of wishy-washy stuff that's out there about being an alkaline diet and not mucus forming, but it is true that it doesn't, it doesn't really like it, reduces the amount of mucus that you produce. And um, that just means that your airways are nice and free and there's no like back breeding grounds for bacteria and stuff to infect you. But yeah, I'm not too like sure about the science on that, but you can just read the book. And there's, as I said, there's plenty of videos on nutritionfacts.org about all of these diseases. So definitely go and check them out. Um, and I'll actually just grab the book because I am forgetting what the other diseases are. So let's go to the contents page and it should tell me which diseases. But yeah, it's a great book. Definitely recommend reading it. It's absolutely massive. Like you can see the thickness of it here. And it is like the Bible of how not to die, basically. And the reference pages at the back is like 300 pages of just pure science, which is awesome. And I forgot diabetes, so there's plenty more to talk about. Okay, so diabetes. I don't know how I forgot that one, but yeah, I guess pressure's just on. Um, diabetes has been completely correlated to eating animal products in a high-fat diet. And there's been plenty of studies where you can reverse it with a vegan diet, a low-fat vegan diet, so the diet that Dr. Michael Wicker recommends. And um, there's also been a lot of studies where you can reverse, you may have heard about them on the television, stuff like that, in the news, papers, whatever you're reading nowadays. 
um, that you can actually reverse diabetes with a low calorie diet. So when I say a low calorie diet, I mean a very low calorie diet, like 600 calories a day, you can reverse your heart disease. Your heart disease is not heart disease, you cannot do that, sorry, I meant diabetes. So this is type two diabetes that we're talking about here. And um, that's a, a valid method, but you're still putting yourself at risk of all of the other diseases like heart disease, strokes, cancers, etc. So by eating a plant-based diet, you can actually get the best of both worlds. And they did a study to check how this actually occurs, like the mechanism of how vegan diets reverse type 2, two, uh, type two diabetes. And the mechanism that actually happens is a bit unusual. So a lot of people just thought that because vegan diets are naturally lowering calories, that means that you're going to lose weight, which we already know, as proven by these very low calorie diet studies, that we can reverse diabetes with that. But if you actually control for weight, so you just make people eat so many plants that they don't lose weight, like you'd feel so full and sick doing it, but you do it so they don't lose any weight, um, they still, their diabetes reverses and they lose it. So how do you explain that? And how we actually do explain that is back to the saturated fat again. So the saturated fat, when you eat it, it actually enters your bloodstream and then all of your cells in your body, so your muscle cells, etc., they all have insulin receptors, which you would have heard of insulin, and it's the um, thing that people have to inject into themselves if they have diabetes. And insulin is a hormone that essentially tells the cells to open their receptors to allow glucose to enter the cells. And when you eat a lot of saturated fat, it actually blocks these um, insulin receptors. So that signal's no longer there. And that's why you'll hear people with diabetes saying how their blood sugar levels are high because the blood, the sugar can't get into the cells. And yeah, so these this fat is called intramyocellular fat and Dr. Neil Barnard has published so many studies proving that that is the cause of diabetes and that you can reverse it by going on a plant-based diet. And um, yeah, so that's diabetes. Um, pretty simple one to reverse really just stop clogging your receptors with fat and it's actually called insulin resistance if you want to research it more but yeah so that's type 2 diabetes moving on we also have hypertension which is high blood pressure now this is the reason why dr michael gregor recommends reducing well not eating any added salt so when you eat meat and dairy and stuff um, especially like cheese and chicken they actually with chickens they inject them with pure saline solutions which is salt so that water is attracted and drawn into the the chicken flesh via osmosis and that causes it to swell and because you sell chicken based on weight it means that they can make more money off of this massive fat chicken breast whatever it is um, that's just full of water and salt um, so that's a major source of salt in Americans' diets and people in the UK as well. And then you've got, and poultry is really high in salt anyway. So yeah, that's just adding that. But then um, cheese, that is massive um, salt in it. So definitely stay away from cheese and poultry. But yeah, so this salt um, actually causes water to be drawn into the blood um, and when you consume it. And that means that your blood pressure goes up because you've got more volume of liquid and blood inside of your blood vessels than you normally would. And this pressure will just wear away your arteries again and again and again. If you keep eating salt and keep eating salt, blood pressure is just going to increase and increase until it develops into like heart disease and all these other problems where you have heart attacks or you get like um, burst vessels in your brain and stuff. 
um, which is like a hemorrhage and all of these horrible diseases. And there's so many bad symptoms of having high blood pressure as well. So stay away from salt and animal products and the chances are your blood pressure will be normal and healthy. And there's plenty of studies looking at um, vegan populations and it shows that um, people eating plant-based diets like in Africa and Japan and stuff like that, um, that they actually have really, really, really low blood pressures and it is because of the plants. So while I'm talking about these populations, I think it's worthwhile mentioning about Okinawa. Um, it's a place in Japan where they actually have the highest um, the highest lifespans out of any human populations. Well, they used to, now they don't because they've got Michael, Michael Donald's, McDonald's, sorry, and KFCs, which has made them all fat and now they die. But yeah, they used to eat, I think it was like a 97% plant-based diet. So pretty much a vegan diet with the occasional bit of fish in there. And um, yeah, they lived till they were like the oldest and this has been replicated many times. So there's other populations. So for example, in California, you've got the Adventist vegetarians and they also live extremely long and they eat a completely vegan diet because of religious reasons. And yeah, I think their average age is, it's one in the nineties. And so in like the UK, we've got like a, a predictive lifespan of like 78 years. So you can just see the massive difference by simply eating plants. And it's worth mentioning as well that they're disability free years. So you're able to live your life healthily and happily in those extra years rather than just being sick like you do nowadays where those last 10, 15 years of your life are just torture where you're ill and on pills, you can't move and you're in constant pain, which just, no, I'm not about that life. So I'd rather just eat plants now and reap the rewards when I'm 17, 80. Right, so the next disease is kidney disease. And again, this is linked to eating an animal-based, like heavy diet. And so animal proteins have been proven to be very toxic to nephrons and they're actually acidity forming like foods. So when you eat them, it's awful for your kidneys and the nephrons, which are like the filtration systems of your kidneys. So there's no surprise there that that actually forms kidney disease at all. And then probably the final disease is suicidal depression. And this is another one that's heavily linked to diet. So when you're eating a meat heavy diet and just animal products in general, really, um, you get a lot of this acid called arachidonic acid forming in your body. And it's been proven time and time again, that this acid is strongly correlated with depression. And I've seen it in my own life. Um, uh, when I switched from a plant-based diet, 100%, I just, my mood was 10 times better. Everything about me just improved in terms of mood. So it's another one that is like, um, and sugars don't help as well. Everyone's on these mood swings because they eat a lot of sugar and they get crashes and then they've got this arachidonic acid in their blood systems. So there's no surprise that suicidal depression is one of our top killers. But that's pretty much all of the diseases that go over in sport. They go over it in way more detail, but I thought I'd just condense it down just to spread some information out there. And you can find all the references and sources to this stuff on the inter on um, nutritionfacts.org and in the book. Definitely recommend you get it. Um, he also covers a lot of other things in the book as well. Like um, he has a daily dozen, which are the healthiest like 12 foods that you should eat every single day. And they pretty much just include like whole grains, um, legumes, so beans, chickpeas, lentils, all of those kinds of foods. Um, what else? Fruits, vegetables, uh, nuts and seeds, uh, leafy greens, just all of the great foods. So if it grows out the floor, basically just eat it and you'll be doing good for yourself. 
and he also goes in where to get all like your essential nutrients from like omega-3s protein is not a problem don't listen to the media and people that just say that stupid um and what else because it, it turns out that plant protein is is what our bodies are designed for and yes animal products have loads of protein but is that a good thing no we've shown that um, animal proteins are linked to cancers and kidney disease so yeah it's got loads of protein but it's killing you so stay away from animal protein um and yeah plant-based diets are by far the best but there is one thing that you need to know and that is that you do need to take a b12 supplement and that is why a lot of people knock vegan diets they say supplements are unnatural if you don't get if you have to take a supplement then that means our bodies aren't designed for it and that's just a real big misconception and even if like just because something's unnatural doesn't mean it's not healthy that's stupid um cooking food isn't natural fire <laughs> barely exists in the natural world so setting fire to food and then eating it isn't natural but i guarantee everyone that uses that argument cooks their food and there's so many other things that just are stupid when they say that um so yeah vitamin b12 what it actually is is it's essentially a molecule of vitamin that's produced by bacteria um that live in the soil and when we like the world that we live in we sterilize all of our vegetables our fruits and everything that we eat so it means that we actually get rid of the bacteria that produces vitamin b12 so we destroy all the vitamin b12 um however when you're eating meat products um animals are filthy they roll around in their own shit and stuff like that so they're they're full of vitamin b12 so when you eat meat you you get your vitamin b12 but because vegetables are sterilized you don't get vitamin b12 if you're growing your own in your back garden then you probably would get vitamin b12 and it's also been proven as well that um drinking fresh water so from a river you can actually get all of the vitamin b12 that a human needs so that's likely where human ancestors back millions of years ago would have got their um vitamin b12 from is from running water and just dirt in general from their vegetables and fruits um, so yeah, that's the only supplement you need to take if you live somewhere like the UK like me in the winter You need to take vitamin D3, but everyone should be taking that um, And that's it. It is a great diet Don't listen to the media about being deficient in <laughs> vitamins and proteins If you actually look at the science objectively, you'll see that plant-based diets are by far the most superior diets and will save your life and the reason that, that it's not really shown on the media and it's not really uh, promoted is because it makes like the animal agriculture industry is worth trillions of dollars and so is the pharmaceutical industry it's also worth trillions of dollars so you've got two of the biggest businesses and industries in the world that are dominate like they're they're dominating the media and all of the advice that we get just because they have all of the money essentially so that's why um the NHS tells you to eat meat that's why all of the other uh, health so in America all of the like diabetes association and cancer trusts they all tell you to eat meat and their recipes on their websites will tell you to eat meat it's because they get funding from people like KFC and all of the other industries that produce meat like Tyson and all of these people so yeah that's why you just don't really trust anything look at the science yourself or look at scientists like Dr. Michael Greger who have no biases. He literally makes no money off this. He couldn't be making millions off his book, but instead he 
takes home just your average doctor's salary, which is also a lot of money. But you got to think like this guy, he's an in, like he's a great person to study just in general because of his productivity. He works. He's so he's a physician. So meaning he's a doctor. So he sees patients, which already knows such a demanding job. He also does this, writes books, and makes YouTube videos in his spare time, basically. And when he's doing all of these, like this research, he actually um, has a treadmill desk. So on average, he walks 27 kilometers a day on his treadmill desk and he walks really slow. So that says to me that he must work for at least like 15 hours a day. So he's a straight grinder and um, he just does this as a labor of love, really. And I just thought I'd end the video off talking a bit about my experience with going on this 100% like plant-based whole food vegan diet. I've been doing it for about two years now. No, longer than two years, sorry. Yeah, over two years. And honestly, it is the single, like, smallest thing that I've done in my life that has changed my life so dramatically. And you can look at it in all aspects. So in terms of health, I used to, when I was a teenager, I suffered with chronic migraines. So literally every week I'd be missing days off school just because of getting migraines. Um, and uh, it was horrible. It was like torture. And it turns out that I did some research and whole food plant-based diets can actually stop your um, migraines. So in the past two years, I've only had one migraine and that was right at the start of university. So <laughs> that's probably to be expected. And um, yeah, so from going from having migraines every week to migraines once in two years is absolutely crazy. And that's just one aspect of my life that's improved a lot. So. Um, I have in general, I get ill less, like in terms of colds and stuff. I still get them because I'm young and I don't have um, like the antibodies to fight off diseases, but I get them much less frequently than I used to. I used to be ill a lot, actually. Um, and in terms of my fitness performance, I can last so much longer running now. Like, as I said, I run five kilometers every day. I couldn't even run five kilometers one day just at all before. Um, and I used to get cramps all the time because I, I, I used to play badminton for a, a, like a national level for county. So I was training like three times a week, um, which is nothing compared to what I do now, really, <laughs> in terms of distance and just like um, straight up pressure that I put on my body. And I used to get cramps all the time. And I always wondered what's the cause of it. Went vegan. I literally haven't had cramps yet. And I used to get horrible in my toes, my feet, like my toes would just cross over and go horrible. Now, no cramps, never get them. Um, my recovery time's amazing, meaning that I can run every single day. I rarely ache, and if I do ache, it's because I haven't stretched, and it's my own fault, not my diet. Um, my sleep's improved. I think it's just one of those additional benefits that, like how your mood improves, all of those kind of things, they've all improved. And all of this stuff has allowed me to um, do what I've done with my life, and um, like really study hard like not everyone can do I used to in my in my prime like a year ago I was doing 17 hours revision every single day no 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 worries I was doing that and I attribute the reason for me being able to concentrate for that long and stuff is because I'm not getting the brain fog from sugary processed foods um, um just yeah I'm concentrated and my brain's healthy and all of these things and yeah, so I attribute it to that, I attribute that to my diet, and there is a lot of research um, about water and how um, children that drink water before exams do way better than children that don't drink water before exams. If you think about it, a plant-based diet is really high in water because plants are. So it's no surprise that academically I'm doing very well because I'm getting all this water, all the other nutrients, all my omegas. So my brain is going to be really healthy. 
And that's just something important that you've got to think about because if you're someone that wants success, and this is what this podcast is about, it's about achieving your goals and chasing after them, chasing after your dreams, sorry. So if you want to get them, you've got to be healthy to do it. If you don't have your health and you've got nothing, and that's what I always think about. So my health is my number one priority. And if there's anything in my life that um, causes my health to decrease, then I'm cutting that out of my life. And um, yeah, so that's what's really helped me. I hope you take something away from this podcast because I, I know that it's not really covered and it's mostly you'll get a lot of media bias of people saying, oh, you need meat for protein and all this kind of stuff. But I just advise you to do your own research. I'll put a load of links in the description so you can go and check out Dr. Michael Greger's um, YouTube channel and stuff like that, watch some videos. He's got a great, if you just go to his most viewed videos, his most viewed one is really good. Essentially a breakdown of this book and what I've just done goes through the top 15 killers and tells you how they're all related to plant-based diets. But he has all of the studies up in the video. So he goes through, he literally just reads the studies out to you. It's not, there's no bias at all. It's just him reading studies at you. So that's why I absolutely love his channel. And I really do hope this helps you. If you're someone that's suffering from other diseases as well, like digestive um, syndromes and all of these problems, try a plant-based diet because you never know, it could work. And the chances are it will work. If you actually go onto nutritionfacts.org, there's thousands of videos all on different diseases. And um, just because obviously I've just covered the top 10 killers, there's millions of diseases. So you can actually, if you're someone that suffers from a common one, search it into nutritionfacts.org and there's a chance that there could be a certain food that helps you. So for example, with migraines, if I was still suffering now, um, what you can do is actually increase your ginger intake and ginger has been proven to be better than uh, lean painkillers at um, like helping with migraines. And with periods, it um, lessens like PMS and the actual cramps that you get. Um, well, I don't get them, but females get. And there's just so many little foods, and that's also another thing that he covers. He goes into um, like the benefits of other foods for treating like other common things. So just check it out. You can literally, it's a massive rabbit hole, so be prepared to, if you are someone that's interested in health, be prepared to just spend hours looking at this research and his videos. But yeah, that's pretty much it from this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know in the comments what you think about this idea of um, just like talking about a specific topic or a specific person, because I, I really like the idea of it and I think it would just freshen things up because it could potentially get a bit boring um, talking to like similar people every single week because the chances are they're gonna bring up similar things. But I'm gonna try and make the conversations as unique as possible. But I think this is just a good thing to throw into the mix um, to just spice it up a little bit and just tell you some information that has really helped me along my journey. But yeah, that's been it from me. If you liked uh, the podcast, leave a like on it. I'd be much appreciated. And um, subscribe on whichever platform you want. So YouTube, iTunes, all of that good stuff. But yeah, um, it's been Josh and I'll see you in the next podcast. See you later, guys.